Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We're your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Geiger. We are doing a review. No, we're not. No. We're looking at things that we just reviewed, though, yeah. and recapping a pretty entertaining year for comic book movies. Yeah, this is this feels weird because we've been doing this podcast. Uh, when this releases, it'll be for a little over four years. And we started the history of comic book films right towards the beginning. So it's taken quite some time. But then we stopped and we started over again. Yes. Yes, we did. I wasn't going to bring that part up because I was going to make it seem like we did everything on purpose and correctly the first time. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, it goes, it goes back to a little bit of... Did we really know what we were doing or what we wanted to do or how we wanted to do those things? We had the right idea doing the the like the yearly review for those things. But then we did a little bit more comprehensive, had a little bit better discussions and kind of organized things a little bit better. So, yeah. This is a culmination of the four years, but more so maybe of the last couple years of just having those chats about Oh gosh, movies from back in the '80s and the, and the '90s, and you know the first couple series of this were like, let's chew through the '30s, you know. So, uh, <laughs> well, you got to get through the beginning of history before you can get to the rest of it. And I, and I think that's kind of why we made the decision before to kind of start again, right? Um, even though obviously we've never seen any of those things, it's good to have at least a, a discussion of sorts to let people know that those things existed. Yeah, some of them are pretty neat when you can kind of put them in, put them in perspective to, to just where the medium has has progressed. Um, but we are to 2021, um, recording this in uh, May of 2022. So we won't have another episode of this particular <laughs> series for another at least eight months. Quite some time, right? And there's a lot of there's a lot of films for this year so far, and there will be more. Right. So hopefully we'll have some really good stuff. We already have had some good stuff to, to start with. Mm -hmm. um, now, 2021, we have basically reviewed all of the films, nearly all of the comic book films that were released in 2021. Uh, either the both of us or at least one of us mm -hmm. has reviewed it. And we've seen pretty much all of them with, the, with one ex notable exception. Um, and we could watch it right now very easily on a streaming service if we wanted to. Absolutely. It's just that, well, that's, that's part of the discussion. <laughs> that's okay. part of the discussion. In fact, that's where we're going to start. Uh, you know me. I sometimes like me some M. Night Shyamalan. Um, but he started off hot, right? Yes. And kind of tapered off a bit. Now. That being said, me personally, I haven't seen a lot of his more recent work, right? Um, the tie-ins with, what did they do? They did Glass. They did uh, some of the other ones after. Like, I, I haven't seen that culmination, right? Um, right. Which was probably better than some of the ones before it and better than some of the ones after it. But his name still carries weight. Just it does. not the same weight that it used to. No, and it and it's sometimes unfair to kind of put that expectation on any director because is it, we we've kind of talked about this in music a little bit. 
while you're going to have a band that's going to be consistently good in a specific way and they don't stray too far from their style that they do, you're going to get some artists that are going to be more experimental, trying to do some different stuff. And when it works, it works really well. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't always work. So, I mean, I, I applaud that. Make make the effort to try and do something different. That's I'm, I'm all for that. Um, so the movie we're going to start with in 2021, uh, we, we figured we would kind of put the two non-Marvel, non-DC uh, <laughs> films at the beginning. Uh, we're going to begin with the film Old. Uh, now, the film Old was based on a, a graphic novel called Sandcastle, uh, by uh, Pierre Oscar Levy and Frederick Peters. Um, I have not read this particular graphic novel, uh, much as I have not seen the film. Yeah, you go to a beach and you get old. The end. Yeah, it's just there's there's not a whole lot to it. You know, there has to be some sort of there is a twist. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> there's some surprise, and, and it goes a different direction than what you would expect. The end. So. It, I don't know. I just even watching the the, the trailer for it, it's just like, eh, okay. <laughs> and the, and the, this as a group of uh, actors and actresses that I'm not real familiar with for the most part. Mm. Um, M. Beth Davids, yeah, Army of Darkness. Well, like I said, for the most part, that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that caught my eye out of the list and right. she's way down the list yeah it's it's just one of those things that uh if you want to see a film that's not spandexy superhero based on comic book stuff this would be a good choice uh and it may depend too by the time this gets released currently as we're discussing this you can watch it on hbo max if you if you happen to have that subscription yeah. service may not well it'll probably still be available once it comes out so Almost certainly. But it's there for you, and uh, we're not going to go any further into that because, like I said, we haven't seen it. I have a feeling that my uh, my uh, reaction to this film is going to be somewhere in the realm of it's probably all right, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm getting the feeling. So we'll go to the next one, one that we did indeed talk about already, and that is The King's Man. Very recently, actually. Absolutely. Uh, based on the, the Secret Service, the comic Secret Service. It's a prequel to the two other Kingsman films. And, uh, yeah, we reviewed it. We gave it uh, the rating. Um, fun film. Uh, if you like action, you don't want to have to think too hard on anything and uh, enjoy uh, people uh, speaking with British accents and explosions. Yeah. If you liked the first two... Um Chances are you'll enjoy this one, too. Yep. Stayed Matthew Vaughn in the directorial chair and had a lot of people come back uh, to do parts, either the same parts or different parts, just because he tends to use a lot of the same people. And we talked about that before, but it's got it's got a great uh, it's got a great cast and it's got a fun little plot. And yeah, just a lot of fun. And again, another instance of a film based on a comic that's not a superhero uh, jaunt, as it were. Yeah. Also available on, at, at the time it was available on like every streaming service. Uh, but now I think you can still find it on a few of them. 
HBO Max, for example. Um, Hulu, I think, also. Yeah, so, I mean, if you uh, if you like Ralph Fiennes, which, you know, I really like Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those the things. The English patient. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I, I didn't mind the English patient. So we've already talked about that anyway. You know, I think I just realized something as we're, as we're talking about this particular uh, movie. Um, I, uh, okay, so I did, I put it in a slightly different spot alphabetically than the other ones because I forgot that the, the other ones don't have the, the in the beginning of the. It's kind of like the Batman. Right. So, yeah, we, we, we thought it pretty different, uh, pretty, 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 pretty good print, and we enjoyed it greatly. I've saved that print. Exactly. We gave it a 75 and 76 respectively in our movie review, so, yeah. Yeah, pretty fun. Decent. Yeah. On to the next. On to the next one. We go from pretty decent to not. <laughs> now, you had the opportunity to see our next film in the theater. Yes, absolutely. Mm. I love seeing comic book films in the theater. They aren't always great. Um, this is a great example of that. It was Venom. Let there be carnage. Uh, I was a little concerned at the end of Venom when we saw Woody Harrelson uh, going to be in the part of Carnage, uh, clearly in the next film. And I wasn't sure that it was going to work so well. But luckily, when I saw the film, it confirmed it did not work very well. <laughs> yeah. the um, w w I keep mentioning it. Hey, this is available now on a streaming service. If you happen to have stars, you can see this Movie, if you want to waste an hour and a half of your life. Now, um, the thing about this movie that I noticed is that it's bad, but it's like the lines, the scenes, mm -hmm. the view of everything are predictably bad. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you, there's no originality in what you're seeing or what is being done or what you're witnessing or how it's, how it's going. Now, um, if we want to kind of pop the top on the secret for this movie is that it's less than moderately entertaining. It's actually not awful for the most part. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's okay. It's not memorable. It just takes a really great IP and messes it up. Yeah, don't spend money on this one for sure. But if you are a fan of comic book movies... And you have stars, and it's well, it's only an hour and a half. Like it, it goes by pretty quickly. Uh, it's just like I said, predictably bad. But at least you'll be there's there's not entertained. There's moderately entertained. I think it's somewhere in between there. Yeah. So the first Venom for me was not entertained, and that's why I gave that one a fifty-eight. The the and he gave it. Uh, Richard gave it a sixty. Uh, when I rated uh, Let There Be Carnaged, I was still kind of entertained. At least I could see stuff in this one rather than having black on black <laughs> being, yeah. being what's there. So I, I still gave it a 70 because while it was bad, it wasn't abysmal. Yeah, I, 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 I felt that there were some sequences that were just like embarrassingly bad in terms of, you know, the actors are what the actors are. It's just the presentation and the script that was given is just like you've seen this in like 10 other movies in the last five years. Like it's just not right. original. At all. Yeah, they didn't try very hard. But if you are a big fan of Tom Hardy, which I can't blame you. Dude's a good actor. Uh, or if you're um, 
Okay, that's about it, really. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else kind of stood out in this. And in, in a good way. <laughs> I mean. Well, Reed it, Scott did decent for the, you know, three minutes of screen time yeah, he had. Dr. Dan. Um, Stephen Graham? I mean, he did. He was the detective who was at the beginning of, okay. of it. Like at the very yeah. opening sequence, and then it—he was young then, so now he's older now. All right. I mean, see, see this scene right here that we're seeing is—he um, was in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. He almost looks like he should be a Baldwin. I can see that. His picture—he's very—he's very thin, but normally I feel like he's got more meat on his bones. Yeah. Uh, he played Al Capone in. Right. In in that. Uh, Atlantic, uh, Boardwalk Empire. So uh, that that's a good casting there. Yeah, fun show. I've mentioned it before. If, if you if you can get through the first season, and some people struggle with the first season, <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's about it for. We're not going to rehash over the sadness that was uh, Venom. Yeah. Um. Let's go to um, go from a film that wasn't really very good to a second attempt at a film that the first time was really not very good. But when they put the spit shine on it and did it the way that the director intended, it was okay. <laughs> yeah. So this one I can, you know, kind of rehash what I spoke about before. I was kind of hungry for more comic book things at the time. And this kind of filled a filled a need in a certain sense because it it it's almost like the, some of the basic pieces are the same, but it's almost a completely different movie. Yeah, and it is four hours long, and there's a there's a lot of changes and things, and you get more dark side, you get more of these other things. So like, it is much better than the first go around where it was just completely butchered. Not to say that it made it great, but honestly, it's it was good. it was yeah. I mean, we we gave it uh, Richard gave it a seventy nine, and I gave it a seventy seven. So it was at least watchable. It was it was way too way too long. I mean, there's no reason that should have been four hours. Um, you could have cut out all of the flash forward future potential stuff because there wasn't going to be you already knew there wasn't going to be a sequel so why did you even put that in there it's just annoying yeah um but there are things that they did so much better i loved doing the side-by-side comparison of uh wonder woman at the museum between Mm -hmm. the original and the snyder cut the snyder cut was so much better yeah um the uh, intro uh, of the flash also just yes. so much better the scene on the street and everything he's just going so fast and grabs a couple hot dogs too yeah yeah so there were a lot of things that they did a lot better and then a lot of things that still sucked and made no sense yeah now this is this was you could only at the time you could only watch this on hbo max it was an exclusive you, right. you couldn't see it anywhere else now you can buy it now if you you can get the Blu-ray, DVD combo, that type of stuff. So it, it's a it's more widely available. And honestly, if you like the DC comic book world, and you can find this DVD, Blu-ray, digital copy for maybe ten bucks, and you haven't seen it, 
I'd say that I'd say ten bucks is okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Ten bucks is definitely a fair price for this. Uh, plus, you need to you need to buy it so that the residuals to go to Jason Momoa, who likes to take I don't know scans or something. He's in the news today for being in an MRI, and everybody's worried because he's in an MRI. It's like, yeah, just relax. If something's going to happen. They're going to say something. Just. Just wait for the bad news, <laughs> like yeah. the, the Ezra Miller style news. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> this is all the people in here have kind of gone their separate ways in a certain sense. You know? Yes, they have. There's Amber Heard, for example. <laughs> Ongoing. <laughs> Ongoing issues. Yes, um, I've watched this thing twice, and the nice thing about it, because it's streaming. They do have a thing that says part one and then part two. So they, and then there's a break. And yeah, they give you a good stopping point. Correct. So you don't have to watch all four hours back to back. You can break it up. You can treat it like it's a series instead of a movie, but uh, it's worth it. Yeah. I th- and that's all I got to say about that. Yep. Because uh, <laughs> we did kind of just. We anal- uh, overanalyzed it when it came out. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the final in the uh, uh, release in the DC sort of universe <laughs> films. DC properties. Let's go that route. DC, yeah, DC properties uh, was the the Suicide Squad, uh, the good one <laughs> that came out in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, this was a very fun movie. Uh, very... Crass, which yeah. is fine. Um, you got good faces. You got a lot of different, different view, like different good guys, bad guys, right? So you just got a full slate of them, and just like all the good movies that introduce that full slate of all these guys, you just kill them all off, and then you—that's <laughs> it. So that, that's part of the humor behind it. Very funny, very fun. Um, it's a James Gunn movie. You know he makes good stuff. And this is definitely, definitely a fun movie. Yeah, it spawned a uh, a separate television show. Television show, so which I thought was entertaining. Also, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't like the the stupid uh, dance sequence <laughs> that they would have at the beginning. It just for me it didn't work. Uh, but we rated it at. Uh, 83 for me and 84 for him when we did the review of it uh, earlier this year or late last year, whenever it was that we did it. Yeah. Also, Uh, a only could watch it on HBO Max streaming thing. Um, I think you can buy it now. Yeah. But at the time, it was only on HBO Max. And it's one of those things. I know there's some people that really do like James Gunn stuff and others that don't find him entertaining. So... I think this is one of those instances. I mean, we talk about this sometimes when you hear certain directors, you have a certain expectation going into it. And I think it's pretty fair if you've seen two or three of James Gunn's films, you know his style at this point, And you know whether you're going to like the film or not because he doesn't deviate that far from the type of film he's trying to make. He'll, he'll deviate in terms of plot and in terms of uh, certain purpose uh to the films but in terms of usually in terms of tone and comedy style and uh character 
aspects. It's going to be very similar. Yeah, and the nice thing about this one, I think he had a little bit more kind of free reign to do what he wanted to do. And the movie is a it's an R-rated movie, uh, which we don't often see in the comic book world, right? Uh, Whether it's it's language or gore or whatever it is, it's it's all in this movie, which is just a bonus for me. I love that type of stuff. If you're just you know all his movies, or if you're looking at the Marvel universe for things, a lot of those are just Let's be honest, it's, they've got to be scaled back if you're going to be able to get billion-dollar movies. Most right. likely it's not going to be an R-rated movie. But um, once again, um, HBO Max, I'll tout it again. It's a great streaming service, and you can definitely watch this one. And it's it's fun. It's worth watching. And I think the uh, only thing that I'm going to bring up that uh, I pr- I'm pretty sure that we talked about when we did the review of this, specifically about this film, that I think of every time when I think about this film is comparing this, not against the original Suicide Squad, but against the Harley Quinn film. It was such a great example of here is how you actually show Harley Quinn in a fight scene and show how she will dominate versus how she was done in her, her film which was just not good in the fight sequences. That made no sense. That doesn't that doesn't work. Sorry, the 100-pound girl is not going to throw around the 300-pound man. Doesn't mean she can't dominate him. Just just not going to happen like that. And it was it was great in this. Yeah, still haven't seen that movie and don't really intend to, unfortunately. Yeah, you sh- you should watch it just enough to to give it a little little splash of hate. <laughs> but uh you know, um, now that being said, you know, there's more of an argument that can be made. I've seen arguments made between the way the character was presented in Birds of Prey versus the way it was presented in Suicide Squad. There are some more convincing arguments. Well, her character was given better treatment in the Birds of Prey film, which you have to kind of say, yeah, that happened because the film was about her, basically. So the entire period was development for her character where she was only one of an ensemble in this. So didn't get that same kind of development. Though still there's quite a lot of focus on her. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, FaceTime for, a lo- honestly, a lot of people in this movie. Mm. You could probably say... Um, there's a... Was there really one, even one main character? Not really. Idris Elba, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. He was, he was probably the, the main one, but everybody else got so much time to be, you know, be a fool and right. you know, put on a good show that it, it's a pretty good, it's a, it's a pretty good scope of faces and interactions, um, I mean, we gave it 80s. We made oh, yeah. 80s. It's a good movie. Okay. It's, it's yeah. definitely a good movie. Uh, there's really nothing else to say other than King Shark is a shark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if only they will do more, please. I'm open. I'm really open. Um, oh, well, I guess there's one other thing that we could probably say about it. Just kind of the last thing. It's not so much that it's about this film specifically. And it's more about you visiting us on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of see that coming up. Hey there, Pudding People. Don't forget to check us out on our social media accounts so you can keep apprised of everything that we do any time of the day. 
Richard, you're most on Instagram, right? On the Graham Graham, yes. And what are we best known on Instagram as? Pudding Guys. Easy enough. In fact, that's also what we're known as on Facebook. Now, I'd say we're on Instagram just a little more than we are on Facebook. You might get the occasional update there. We are most active on Twitter, where we are at Real Pudding Guys. Uh, we will give you updates about the next episode that's going to be coming at the end of the week, when it's released, any other little updates to the Ultimate Comic Movie Database or the Pop Culture Death Counts will also be there. Um, now, our most exciting changes are going to be coming up soon. We're going to have a new website called Fate, the Film and Television Engine. We're getting close to doing the beta for that. We're still working on the alpha side. We'll be doing a little closed beta and inviting a handful of people into this. I tell you what, it's going to be really, really cool when it releases. Now, you'll be able to also hear about that on our Patreon page. What are we on Patreon, Richard? Budding guys. Pretty easy. Now, right now, it's very easy to support us. How much does it cost, Richard? It's one dollar per month per month not per day per month <laughs> yes twelve dollars for a year yeah uh, that's really not much to help support us as we release new content as we get better equipment to release the content into and when the fate engine comes out it will have its own cost and we're going to make it very affordable for everyone to be involved with this and it's going to be so cool i can't wait for you all to hear about it informative as always we learned so much about buttons to push where to go and type with the things and the dots you know the funny thing is uh, we're going to be changing that particular insert and because of when we record the episodes and the lead out that we do eventually what's going to happen is it's going to be different and we've already recorded <laughs> The episode that it's trying to go into. What are you talking about? <laughs> so everybody's just going to be really confused coming back from a break. It's like, no, it, it wasn't the, they weren't talking about that. They were talking about some fate something or other. I don't know. Someday. It, it will happen. I I have been giving our, uh, our, our person that helps to take care of a lot of the technical aspects of putting this project together. I've been giving them the, the sad eyes of, please, can't we focus on this just a little more? <laughs> I would like to have this done before I die. Oh, but please. But it's such a big undertaking. It, so. is a, it is a big undertaking. But we'll get there. We'll get there. But back to the films. We're now to all of the Marvel properties that came out in 2021. Mm. There were some pretty good ones in this particular year. Now, it... When we look at some of the other ones that I we just talked about, the DC ones, you know, I mentioned that I watched them a couple of times. Now that we're going to get into the Marvel ones, um, it's not, I don't know, it's this, it's a different ball game in a certain sense. A little bit. Uh, the, the first one here that we're going to talk about, Black Widow. Indeed. I'm pretty sure I only watched that one time, and I don't know that I have this driving interest to go and watch it again, to be honest with you. Well, I watched it twice, but that's primarily also because uh, I watched it in the theater, didn't I? 
maybe? No, no. I watched it on streaming. I watched it the second time because of the kill count. Mm, uh, yes. Because if I watched it doing the kill count the first time with the people that I watched it, they would have stabbed me in the eyes mm. uh, for stopping it and rewinding it every so often. Yeah, that I could see that. And the other thing with this, too, I remember I think it was both. You could stream it and watch it in the theater, which right. pretty much murdered its success possibility. Besides the fact that the movie was very mediocre, that kind of murdered its success possibility as well. But um, I know at the time I was not 100% comfortable with paying for tickets and going to a theater. So I could purchase it mm -hmm. as a rental and have access to it for months, actually. Yeah. Uh, so it was, a, it was a, the only one that they did, only one that Disney did, if I'm not mistaken, for the Marvel set of movies. Right, right. They did it for a couple of other films, too. But yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it, it's not Infinity War. Uh, but it, it, it was enjoyable. Um, I mean, you gave it a 78. I gave it an 82. Um, it was, uh, I thought all the acting was good. I was glad to see Scarlett Johansson get, you know, a lead in a film. I was really happy to see Rachel Weiss in it. David Harbour did great. I mean, the cast was fun. There were some good comedic bits here and there. The the plot wasn't the most original of all time, and it suffered from the fact that it should have come out maybe a year sooner. That's true. Yep. Timing timing was unfortunate for it. The story wasn't great. Uh, the characters are, are fine, except oh, yeah. for the Taskmaster, which just got... Yeah, that was doo-doo. Yeah. With such a fun character possibility, what they did to it was tragically unfortunate. But we did get... Uh, Florence Pugh getting a chance to kind of shine, which is always nice. She did great as Yelena. I like seeing her pop up in Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. That was that was. I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. Um, she's got some really good comedic timing and and definitely has some some great chemistry with the people that she's been working with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so very fun. You should if you haven't seen this before. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Um. Now, we enjoyed, at least I enjoyed more than The Black Widow, the next film, Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, that, was, that was a really interesting, people's reaction to that film was really interesting. Well, I think part of it is the, the culture that they're trying to convey, uh, they're so intricate and layered and detailed. Uh, they, they okay. So Marvel's been doing this, and they they maybe are behind the ball game a little bit, and then they introduce more of a cultured setup for uh, a character, right? And they'll go in depth with it, and they'll do a really good presentation on it. But I think the bar was set really, really, really high when you did a movie like Black Panther, for example. Oh yeah. Um, so when you see this particular movie, if you're expecting it to have this, this, the same level, the same level, I, I think your expectations just won't be met. Now that being said, the movie is, the movie is good. Oh yeah. Um, I I think the 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 actors, even the ones that we were kind of surprised were good, Aquafina, for example, <laughs> um, we. 
the actors were were good. Their parts were good. The first half of the movie was 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 really good. Oh, the yeah. soundtrack for the first half of the movie was really good. Stellar. And then it just got I don't know, it just kind of tapered off at the end. Well, it got lost. Yeah. It didn't know what it was doing. And and then the whole presentation of the Ten Rings. Obviously, it's hard to do the Mandarin as the Mandarin is. No, no. But well, and I, I I agree with like I think I probably said it in the review. I agree with their thought process that they could not do the rings the way that the comic did the rings for a variety of different reasons. Um, and I visually I thought the rings looked cool. It just the Mandarin was a threat, a real threat with the rings, and. That's because there was such a flexibility to the power set that he had. And he could give one ring to one of the people that worked for him and be able to communicate with and control to a certain extent these people. And it made him able to just establish, explain part of why he is able to establish this network beyond the fact that he's been living for a really long time. And then these rings, um, uh, you have a magic slinky. They're just really nice bracelets. <laughs> right? It's, it's like, all right, I, I guess. Uh, do we really know what they do? In, in, no. In, in, this le- in this world, do we really know what they do? I don't think that we do. So there's still a chance that it'll show us like, oh, there's a lot more to these rings, and they hint it in the film. There's a lot more to these rings than you really think. Yeah, like he didn't really know the full scope of what the power levels were. For them right right so and um, we gave we like this film uh richard gave it a 78 i gave it 83 when we reviewed it um it it's a solid film uh, like we said the actors gave uh gave a good accounting of themselves but like i said people reacted to it pretty funny there's some people's like oh this is even more culturally interesting than than the black panthers like no no it's not oh this film is just awful no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just, it's good. It's solid. It's really good. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think what we read into was a number of things. This is all the COVID period, but this is COVID catch up for all these movies that had been in production or ready to be released, but then the dates just got pushed back. And then what you do is you, you find things to fix or to work or to cre- create more or change or whatever the thing is. And you just, you end up doing yourself a disservice probably. And and I think what we found, if we look at the Black Widow movie and then this movie and then the next one that we're going to talk about, these were all subpar relative to the bar that had already been set to all the previous Marvel movies. And not to say that these movies are bad. No. It's just we're not used to seeing okay movies and they were especially not used to seeing three of them in a row yeah yeah um now just as an interesting note just as a reminder in this film was michelle yo who is currently in a film in theaters now well okay when you hear this was in theaters then <laughs> maybe still in theaters by the time this pops up um and i really want to see this film i haven't seen it yet uh, but I'm definitely going to see it. Action Tiger, Hidden Dragon. No, no, I'm I'm still wanting my time back from that one. But everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, kind of taking 
taking its cue from, oh, people like multiverses, so we'll do a multiverse film, but in a slightly different way. And it looks looks like it's pretty interesting. I saw a story that the part was originally going to be written for Jackie Chan, and he was not interested. And so they rewrote it to, to focus on, on her character. And I'm really kind of intrigued. I, I really want to see this film. I think it could be a lot of fun. Plus, she's awesome anyway. Um, yeah, so. She's great in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> that film is so overrated. Yeah, uh, so I, I totally had forgotten about it, but they had made a sequel to that yes. on Netflix. Yeah. And I watched the trailer, and I was just like, oh, no. This Watching this movie would totally ruin the first one. Just not only will this movie not be that good, but it's going to ruin the first one too. So, well, I don't think you need a second film for that for me, uh, at least. <laughs> just, just, wow. just watching the wire food, just the really bad. Oh, it's artistic. No, it's just stupid. I'm sorry. Traditional martial arts looks great without that to begin with. You want to add a little something extra? Does it make sense for the world that it's in? No, no, yes. no, they're not going to be freaking jumping from the tops of trees. Nobody stands on the tops of trees. Physics doesn't work like that. They're not wizards. They're still just martial artists. I don't care how, no. They're wind walkers. God, just annoy the crap out of me. What about the martial arts in this movie? It's had some wire foo, but it was toned down. And there is a grounding in the world already that superpowers exist. So, okay, yeah. And they, they even build it up. This martial arts, we get our power from this dragon, and it's not normal power. Okay, so that explains why they're able to do things that go against physics. They don't do that in Crouching Tiger. They say, well, they trained really hard. No! I think you're missing the spirit of that movie. Well, the spirit was... was just, hey, let's get a buck. People haven't seen this. Anyway, so we'll move on. <laughs> uh, we did a review of this film as well. Uh, and uh, I don't remember us being exactly enthused about it, but uh, it, was an, it was another Marvel film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Eternals is... I. The concept of the movie, the fact that there's these beings who have been placed here and have been here, that part's cool. But I think what really interested me is, okay, they've been here for that whole time. What do you do with your life when you've been here that whole time, right? And, of course, each character went their own separate direction and had their own different... <laughs> I don't know if we're going to hear that or not. We may, I don't know. But uh, each character had their own different path that they took and how they used their powers to blend in or not blend in or otherwise. And that whole aspect of it I thought was pretty interesting to me. Yeah, and and I know uh, I like the actors that they chose, and there were a lot of really uh, good bits and pieces. And I just realized, I looked on our website, I don't see the review for it in our... In our uh, uh, movies reviewed. I think I might have missed putting that one into the list. 
I know that we reviewed it and that we gave it scores. The end. Exactly. So, ah, uh, oh well, that happens. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, there it is. It was the thirty-fifth episode of season four. Uh, Review of the Eternals. Um, I'm sure we gave it like seventies. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Uh, we we didn't we didn't rate it too high, but again, it was one of those where it's it's watchable. It's it's fun for a watch through and. I'll never go back to it again. <laughs> uh, hopefully establishing a set of, you know, larger beings, larger world beings that will be part of the whole next round of whatever we're going to see in the Marvel Universe. But this, in, in what this movie kind of set up, we haven't seen anything of it Not since. Yet. No. Yeah. It's just kind of been left out there, and that's that's fine. I mean, they'll have some tie-ins. Maybe they'll do something with it. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, there's – yeah. It's it just it's one of those films that until I get some context, it's going to kind of stay in the yeah, – it, it needs it needs something more to really, for me, be better. Um, the last film from 2021 based on a comic book, uh, did not really need anything more. Uh, we we both really liked this film, and we just reviewed it not long ago. Yeah, very recently. But that was Spider-Man No Way Home. It was the highest rated of the films that we did for comics in 2021. Uh, Richard gave it a 91, and I gave it an 89 because it was really good. Um. And basically, if you have anybody that you know that watched this film and didn't really like it, I think you need to re-examine your friendship with this person, or at least their taste in films, and just <laughs> go what? Yeah, no. If you haven't, if you've watched all the MCU stuff, but you haven't watched any of the other Spider-Man things, I mean, you can get through this just fine. But it it sure makes the enjoyment of this particular film much better. Had you seen the other iterations, <laughs> the other are, five Spider-Man films before the yes. MCU, <laughs> that's a lot. But I mean, a few of them were a long time ago. Yeah, and I I, I saw some of that in the theater when I I went to the theater for this one, and I, I keep seeing these fresh young faces in the movie theater that are watching us. Like you, some of you were not born when the when the first Spider-Man film hit theaters. I mean, because I saw some 18, 19-year-olds, and it was, what, 2000 and, was it 2005? When the first one came out? Yeah. Or was it one? One or two? Yeah. No, no, you're right. It was, it was like 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. So it's like, yeah, there, there's a very strong potential that some high schoolers have no frame of reference for this film. Yeah. And I'm trying to think the... What this sets up right now, we have Multiverse of Madness in theaters now. Uh, that's going to be on Disney Plus actually soon. Soonish. Soonish. I think they just leaked that release. Was it uh, June? Yeah, I think it was. Anyway, uh, this has definitely some influence on that particular movie. So. If you are keeping up with and you tend to watch all of them, hey, you're good. If you haven't seen this one and you want to go watch Doctor Strange, I would actually suggest watching this one. 
but what you'll run into is that there to watch this movie, you got to buy it. Yeah. Well, that's okay. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not it's not on anything streaming and if because it's a Sony property technically, it's not going to be most likely on Disney Plus. Uh, they're means, showing showing the picture in the video there of the uh, Cletus Casty from uh, Venom. No. It's giving me that sour sour feeling in my stomach. Yeah, so Stars is going to be your best bet, and that will be a while before that shows up on Stars. Yeah, but uh, this is still new enough. We won't talk too much about it because we did our our uh, uh, spoilery review of the film, yeah. but. The, the hidden stuff in this film is great. The character development is great. It's just all in all very, very good. Um, so if you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Go watch this. And if you need that frame of reference, you have, what, uh, 10 hours of films? No, I'm sorry, because you got to see the other MCU Spider-Man films, which means you should probably see others. You have about 30 or 40 hours of film to watch. Yeah, you can play catch-up. For yeah. sure, absolutely. But that was that was it. That was twenty twenty one. Nine films based on comics in the year. Pretty solid, especially considering it's still like you were saying, revving up from from COVID times, um, which we're still kind of suffering through here in twenty twenty two. But not bad, not bad. Looks like we'll have another strong year for comic book films this year. Yeah. Fun stuff, maybe more butts in the theaters. Uh, we, we've already seen it with this Spider-Man movie and Multiverse of Madness, so I imagine, I imagine we'll have a lot more experiences going to the theaters from from here on out. Indeed. Now, if we missed anything, if you go, hey, Pudding Guys, how did you miss this film based on this comic? Let us know. We even gave you probably all of our social media. <laughs> In the middle of the episode, we will shout you out and say, you are absolutely right. We missed that film. We need to add it. Or, man, you don't know anything. This person has no clue about what's going on. And actually, we won't do that last one. We just won't mention it if it's wrong. And Carnage was the best movie of the year. <laughs> right? Right? But uh, we always love to hear from you. And we'll do 2022 sometime in 2023. Uh, we'll probably start in on maybe television shows. Maybe we'll choose some other long-form discussion to go into some other cool stuff. Cartoons. Cartoons. Who knows? But uh, keep an eye out for it and keep geeking out, folks. 